the Geriatric Millennials with Jamie and Beth. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> hey, Beth. This is a, I'm here to scare you today <laughs> with my tales. Oh my gosh. And my stories. I do not like being scared. I would believe that because you're a happy person. <laughs> you have a lot of joy. That I think scaring does kind of squash the joy out of you. So yeah. Uh, but this spooky season, can, I've been into being a little scared. So not big scared, just a little scared. So I've been watching like a lot of the, you know, the haunted mazes and houses that people go to. I've been watching a lot of people on YouTube that are taking their cameras through with them. Oh, And it's the best because it's scary, but not. Because right? you're not actually I'm not experiencing there. it, but I does get my heart racing. So I was oh. like, ooh, spooky. So today I'm super excited because we're talking about our spookiness. Yes. Yes. Well, I have some scary stories <gasps> that are just like personal stories of things that happened to me. So I don't know what yours are, but I'm so excited and intrigued. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Give just me one. Just two times in my life that I was scared out of my wits. Oh, I, there's nothing like being scared in real life. Like, and I just full disclaimer, trigger warning, like this is all in jest and fun. We are talking about being scared in safe ways. Not, or maybe Jamie's like, Beth, no, I was scared in a real way. <laughs> I um, really was. Yeah. I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, I misunderstood the assignment. Oh, okay. It's okay. I'm um, still going to share my stories. So just, just, just note that going into this. <laughs> okay. It all turned out fine. My, in mine the are end. ghost stories. So, Ooh, okay. Um, this is going to be interesting. Okay. I only have one like scary story that I was like a little bit scared. So, okay. Do you, maybe I'll do my mine first because yeah, yours seems like it. more intense. So, I'll okay. give first, I'm going to give my scary story that I was actually scared walking down the street once. So, I was in Chicago and it was fall and um, they have this L there, like an elevated train, like like a subway, but, you know, above ground. OK. And so I was walking from my aunt's house underneath the L, which was like uh, across the street and then to my apartment. And my apartment was kind of around the corner and there it was attached to like a movie theater and like more of a entertainment type district. And anyway, I'm walking and I feel someone behind me. And it's this guy. And I look back there and he has like a beanie down to his eyebrows and he has his jacket up all the way zipped and his pockets in his his, his hands pocket. In, his hands in his pockets? His hands in or his, his pockets, pockets, in his, his pockets in his hands. One or the other. I do okay. not know which. Okay. And so he's walking behind me. I'm like, and I usually never get the heebie-jeebies. Like yeah. I'm just like, whatever. And I'm walking. I'm like, and then in college, I'm this young. I was probably 20 years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. And he just kept like, I felt his pace quickening. I was like, oh no, not today, Jesus. <laughs> like I was just freaking out a little bit. And I like really quickly passed under the L, which is the most scary part because it feels like it's almost in an alley and it's really dark. And he's, he's gaining on me. And literally like I get like he's just really close to me. And all of a sudden I hear all of these children running and Harry Potter had been playing in the theater in my building and it just got out as you there's this flood of like 12 year old kids that just come around the corner and so he just walked by me but he he walked by me and I just turned around and I just stared at him and we made eye contact and I just glared him down because like I know you were trying to do something rotten you jerk and but I was saved by Harry Potter so that oh, was my good. scary oh that was a, that's scary, a scary feeling but that's like not spooky scary so I apologize that's not like a fun Halloween scary but it was in the fall so there oh, you go there you go there you go <laughs> that is actually some similar to one of the stories that I was going to share okay so my story is I was 18 or 19 years old and living up in Canada uh, living with my parents and I was out and about and it was I think it was fall mm -hmm. because it, it gets dark mm -hmm. and this is up in Canada so it gets it starts really getting dark, dark yeah. earlier and earlier so anyway I was driving home and we lived in a pretty big city mm -hmm. and I'm driving home and 
So I turn and I notice there's a car behind me and it takes the same turn. And then the next lights or whatever, I turn again and the car turns again. And then, I mean, this, so this, so I'm just kind of noticing and paying attention. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. huh, next turn, same thing. Next turn, same thing. And I was like, you know, just continually becoming more aware and also anxious at the same time. Like, is this person following me? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? Right. And it's just headlights because it's dark. It's like straight out of like a horror film. Yeah. Yeah. So I just keep driving and, 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 and like every turn I take, this car is taking. Oh my gosh. Until literally the townhouse. So my parents lived in a townhouse. Mm -hmm. I turn into the townhouse parking lot. So does the freaking car yeah. behind me and I was like starting to my heart was beating so fast and I'm like dumb like I should have just gotten out of there and kept driving and like come <laughs> back but I don't know I just my brain wasn't mm-hmm. fully developed in that at that time and also I just I just was like surely they're not gonna yeah. turn surely, surely they're not this go- is not really surely happening they're not gonna turn here yeah. and here and and until I am not even kidding you I pull into the parking slot and it was like two or three slots over this car pulls in and I'm just like (gasps) like just my heart is beating so fast I'm like Mm. keeping the doors locked and I was just like what do I do like Mm -hmm. what do I even do what do I even do and honestly I don't remember what happened after that because like nothing happened but Jamie oh my gosh That was a terrible way to end the story. That but is that's, like, that's what I remember. You built up so much drama but for I this know. story. I did because that's how I felt. I felt so scared mm-hmm. and then, you know, super relieved because yeah. like I wasn't murdered. I wasn't yeah. attacked. Like nothing happened. But I remember that feeling so vividly because it was, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, I was just, my mind was going all crazy. Like this, I'm being followed. I'm being followed. Like what? No. And then, but it was like this tug of war in my mind. Like, no, like, no, no they're no. not following me. But but why do they keep anyway? Oh my gosh. It's a scary feeling to feel like you You're have being been filed. followed. Oh, and yeah. then and and like I and then I was like, oh my gosh, I led them to my house. I led them to my house. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? And um and like I said, I don't remember it the rest <laughs> other than I was safe and fine and that person actually wasn't following me, but it really felt like it. And it was so scary. Well, fear does some weird stuff to you. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. One of the times that so I like to do pranks. Okay. Um, keeping this lighthearted. <laughs> uh, from the get-go, I like to do pranks. And so my parents in the 80s left my brother and I alone in the house while they went next door to an Amway party. Okay. And so they're probably going to be gone for like 45 minutes to an hour. And I had my brother must have been like two or three. So I was probably like um, eight ish, maybe something Mm -hmm. like that. And so all I remember is we were sitting in my room and I started telling my brother stories about our parents and how, you know, mom and dad, you know how they left? Well, guess what, Jake? They're dead. And I was like, mom and dad left us. They are never coming back. Oh my gosh. They're both dead, Jake. They're never coming back. Oh my gosh. They've abandoned us. This whole thing as a prank on you my totally brother. You traumatized him. No, I traumatized myself because I started to believe the lie. <gasps> so I start crying like, oh my gosh, mom and dad aren't coming back. And Jake's crying and I'm crying and we're playing with toys in my room. And my parents come back and we're just sitting in my room looking up at them crying. And I'm like, why did you abandon us type of thing. So oh my word. That is one of the times my scare prank did go wrong um because you started to believe i started to believe my own stuff which happens sometimes it's kind of like you know i always think about that guy that was following me but i'm like was he really following you or was it cold he had his hands in his pockets and he was just walking in the same direction right you just i don't know right i made some assumptions but the fear you know i listened to that intuition but 
again, sometimes um, when you're eight, you probably shouldn't believe your own lie. <laughs> so that's one of my oh my goodness spooky things that I've done. It's actually kind of funny. Whew. Okay, okay. This next story mm-hmm. was is still it's still kind of fresh in my head. Oh. I mean, it's it's it happened a long time ago, but we were living in Belize, mm-hmm. and we our kids were really young. Um, my daughter turned one when we were there, and it was in that first year, so she was one year old. And there are a lot of creatures in Belize. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so we were staying in my parents' home, which they were only there at that time, just part of the year. So the rest of the year, nature kind of takes over a little bit. Like mm-hmm. the creature, if you don't have, if it's not occupied, you know, creatures start to kind of make themselves at home and mm-hmm. like you get there and you got to chase them out, uh, you know, like bugs and different things. Right. And this is like, this is Central America. So this is jungle land. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different kinds of creatures. Mm-hmm. Okay. And part of the time that we were there, Tony was gone. He was doing, I think this was when he was doing one of his travel nurse assignments or something. Anyways, he wasn't there and my parents weren't there. Oh, so you're so alone with I'm my kids. I'm alone with my kids. And I'm, I go to the kitchen and I go to turn on the faucet mm-hmm. and there's a snake <gasps> on the faucet. Mm-mm. Okay. So I, you know, scream and I'm like, ah, oh my gosh. Right. And like, huh, like, and then it just like, just disappears. So I'm, looking for, I'm like okay what do I do right and um my baby is on the floor mm-hmm. playing in the cupboard because you I used to put like all my Tupperware down where she could reach it so she could just like play with it or whatever while I was doing the dishes or something like that so she's like playing in the cupboard I go to scoop her up there is a snake right there no like right where she's playing I'm like <gasps> like scoop her up and get her away okay and then I'm like okay where'd the snake go Mm-hmm. Where did the snake go? Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking around and these are like tiny snakes, like pretty little. And then I see another snake like and I don't know if this is like the same snake or what, but but it wasn't because it was like on another part of the it was like on the kitchen cabinet, like on the edge. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Mm-mm. my gosh. So there are snakes just like everywhere, like coming out uh. of the kitchen area and I am freaking out because I don't know if they're poisonous I don't know I don't know I don't know what to do I don't know how to kill them I have a baby mm-hmm. and they have uh, so my parents had uh, a guy who was doing some yard work mm-hmm. kind of on the premises and so I called him and I'm like ah like come and help me like get your machete or whatever because <laughs> there's always a machete around yeah. for killing snakes this wasn't my first snake encounter, but anyways, this was my first snake encounter in the kitchen to this extent. Okay, so anyhow, he's in there trying, we're trying to find the snakes. Nine <gasps> snakes no. later. So there had to have been a nest. Yeah. And these Nine things hatched. Snakes. And they were just like Mm-mm. coming out, but we could not find the source. We mm-hmm. couldn't find. And I was so incredibly highly stressed because it's the kitchen and I have to use the kitchen because I need to cook, live and eat. (laughs) And I was on such high alert and so I was on the edge of like a nervous breakdown. I remember FaceTiming my parents and they were with my sister at this time. And so they were both like there on the other side of the line. And I was like bawling. And I was like, there's snakes in the kitchen. There's snakes in the kitchen. Like I can't. I can't get them all and they keep coming out. And I'm like, what do I like? I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I did not. I, and I was just like, I want to leave. Like, I want to go. I want to leave. I want to get on a plane. Like, I want to escape this 
torturous chamber of snakes. Like that's how I felt, but I couldn't, I couldn't leave. And I, I had to just like continue on with life and like sleep in that house and continue to like Mm -mm. cook in that kitchen. And it scarred me. I think it really scarred me. I think that I probably have PTSD from it. Yeah. From that, because I remember feeling so panicked Mm -hmm. and like, I wanted to just, um, run away and like take my kids and like never look back and like this is terrible Mm -hmm. um because that was awful that was an awful awful experience and I was so scared for so long so then I was like oh my gosh my baby can't be in here like she can't play in this and I can't because I didn't know when the next snake was gonna come out or like if it was over or where they went and like it was terrible it was terrible so that's that's my my snakes in the kitchen story it's like snakes on a plane but worse (laughs) Oh, it was in a terrible. Kitchen. Oh, that's so, rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There okay. you go. Mine is taking us now to the paranormal. Ooh. So I was living alone in Chicago and, you know, in an older building. And um, I had this, it was a studio, but it had like a little cubby that I used as a bedroom. So it, was, it worked out really well. And um, anyway, one night I'm laying in bed. And you know how sometimes you can just feel the presence of something or someone around you. Okay. So I'm laying yes. in bed and I'm reading a book and my I'm facing my back is to the room. So yeah. it's not by the wall. Like I'm I'm laying with my face facing the wall and I'm reading this book and all of a sudden I feel the presence of like three to five children. <gasps> what in the what? You know how like kids like you know like when kids are like you're working with kids and they're just sitting in a line behind you like waiting for a book to be read or something. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like there is these three to five just little kids sitting that is there. Weird. What? This it, is creepy. It, spooky season (laughs) so I was like oh my gosh and I was like praying through it and I was like eventually they were there for a really long time that presence and so I was like all right you guys like I need to go to bed so I need you to leave (laughs) and I was like I need to go to bed so I need you guys to go now and within a couple minutes the feeling was gone and I was just like oh my gosh so fast forward a couple of like days or something and I lived in the same building I worked in and so where I worked was like someone's condo that they converted into like um, an office and I was just asking about the building, like, oh, you know, what was this building before? You know, I didn't yeah. say like, I think I saw some ghosts. Like, oh, this actually used to be an old YMCA. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, like <laughs> where children might have been. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> and then I come to find out there was like, honestly, they had like sightings of a ghost there before too, of this personage that was in like, kind of like a, a woman that just kind of roamed. And there was one time I felt that presence too. I was like, I don't like any of this. It's not my, f- I don't want this to be my jam. No. Like I'm not like super into like ghosts and thinking about that but then the other part of me is like there's dimensions in the world and the universe that we know so it's like maybe <laughs> i don't know but i definitely felt that there was children watching me that is so creepy me read. so oh it gives gosh. me the shiver still <gasps> yeah uh, oh my gosh that so made me think creepy. of one more story yes okay when you said presence mm-hmm. like you can sense something so this is another creature story let me just say. Love it. Most of mine are going to be about creatures because I have a lot of those. Okay. At this time in my life, I was teaching school in Belize and Mm -hmm. I was living in a thatch roof cabana with my my, um, housemate. And so we each had our own bedrooms. So I was in my bedroom and I was in my bed and it was nighttime. And so this village, they turned off the generator at night. So there's no electricity at night. It's just darkness. (laughs) And so Sounds anyway, great. I'm, I'm in my bed and I'm trying to go to sleep and I do not know how or why 
I did this. But I always kept a flashlight next to my bed because if I had to get up, there was no light, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always had a flashlight next to my bed and I I was just laying in my bed and I just had this feeling and I grabbed my flashlight and I turned it on and I turned around mm-hmm. directly behind my head and there was a giant scorpion literally oh. inches away from my head behind me on the wall. Oh my gosh. I I like I don't know if like I sensed it or like mm-hmm. God like intervened put that into me because I was like You're why like I had no re- <laughs> like there was no noise there was mm-hmm. no reason for me to turn my flashlight on and look behind me there yeah. really wasn't yeah. except for the fact that there was a giant scorpion there and I didn't know oh isn't that gosh. crazy that's so crazy <gasps> Ooh, that intuition <sighs> I love it yeah. Okay, I have one last story. Okay. It's supernatural too. Ooh. So I grew up in a ranch style home in the 80s. So it was not open concept. So you had like very specific rooms. So in the back of our house, it was like a family room with a laundry, kitchen, dining room. And then you came out and there was a living room and you went down a hall and there's bedrooms. Okay. So my bedroom was at the very far end of the house on the right why you need to know that it was on the right, you don't, but just <laughs> mental image. So at nighttime, I would want to go get like a drink or something. And so many times I would walk out through the hall, dining room, into the kitchen, and you can see into the into the family room. And then there's like a little laundry nook. And it was always darker in there. Like the light never quite penetrated. Okay. Well, I always felt a presence there. And so like if it was late at night or anything, I always felt like something was going to come out of the shadows, (laughs) a la the movie Ghost when the bad guys get um, get taken by like the the demons, like the demons are these shadows that come on the ground and like pull them under. It was very much that. So until I was late in high school, it would be this thing where I would go out there, you know, the to turn on the lights to the to the diet or to the family room, you'd have to like go to the family room, like pass where you needed to be. So it oh. wasn't convenient to turn lights on. OK, so I'd have the refrigerator open. I'd be getting my drink and I'd start feeling the presence and it would get <laughs> it started far away and then it would start getting closer oh and closer and closer. And so from the time I was a little kid till I was like older high school, as soon as I felt it get to like where the family room and the kitchen met, I would start sprinting to my room <laughs> and I'd have to run in a full like it was not a sprint sprint because I didn't want to make my parents or anybody like either wake them up or think I was insane. But it was like a very brisk, brisk, brisk (laughs) walk. I would have to go there, jump onto my bed and cover myself up fully. And then I make a little air hole. And that is how I would be for the next two hours. And it could never get into my room, but it was always there. Even when I was adult, sometimes I went home. Like I could still feel the presence of the like laundry room monster. It was so freaky. I asked my mom at some point, was this, I asked her, I was like, was, did a cemetery get moved uh, when you, when this house was built? She's like, no, these are all like, you know, wheat fields. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there was a cemetery all a poltergeist because there's something in this house. Oh my goodness. When there was no, so would the light make it go away? The light would not make it go away. I'd have to be in my bedroom and I'd have to be under the covers. And if I walked slow, it felt like it was following me. Like I could feel it. It's like, you know, like when you pass by somebody and they just gently touch your back or like with the finger or your hair and you just feel like you were touched, but not touched. Mm. It was like that where you could just feel or like when you're playing tag and you're like, you know, like when the kid's running towards you and their hands out, you're trying, you can feel it, but it hasn't touched you. That was the feeling. It was freaking terrifying. (laughs) 
even when I move, every time I move into a house, I always like pray, oh, freaking yeah. anoint oil places <laughs> and be like, listen, ain't nothing coming in here. Yeah. Nothing's welcome. That's why yeah. I have a cat. Yeah. They ward off evil spirits, you know, so <laughs> your girl's safe now. That's good. Yeah. That's but good. Hey, yeah. That's just a lot of possession in yeah. my life. <laughs> This is Beth from the Geriatric Millennials. If you're enjoying our show, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Geriatric Millennials, or you can share an episode with a friend or two. Doing so helps us greatly, and we appreciate your support so, so much.